What is up, everybody? Uh, this is Matt Feltz, and welcome to another episode of a Button Masher Chat. And uh, today we're just going to talk about some random game things. Uh, I haven't really posted a podcast in a while, in podcast format anyway, so it's exciting to sort of get back in front of the microphone and talk about some stuff. And uh, really, I don't do these unless I'm sort of motivated by something, and uh, now I am motivated. I am motivated by uh, a little game called No Man's Sky. And, you know, when No Man's Sky was first announced, it was the subject of a lot of hype, for sure. And then when it launched, a lot of disappointment. I have got about 30 to 40 hours in that game, uh, most of it from when it very first launched. I thought it was fun, had a good tone to it. It was... Uh, a lot of the exploration and stuff like that was a little tedious after a while, uh, but for the most part it was okay. Uh, it did get old after a little while, and not being able to find the right stuff was kind of a pain. And, uh, you know, like everybody else, I saw a lot of stuff that, you know, in the trailers leading up to it that didn't really make it into the game, and it was kind of a uh, disappointment in the long run. So, uh, but subsequently, Hello Games, the, the creators of No Man's Sky, have, have really sort of stepped up and put out update after update after update. Um, these updates have been free, and they've not been, like, trivial. They've been huge. So, uh, you know, we started with... Uh, I don't remember what all the updates are called now. Damn. Uh, but you, I know you had, like, the foundation update, the... Uh, foundation update and then you had the they added it into where you could do bases and uh you know the base creation was just top notch it really was like intuitive uh as long as you had the right materials they added uh vehicles and stuff like that in there as well uh which made exploring planets uh, a lot more fun and uh, a lot easier as well um and then they added the most I guess basic uh, element of multiplayer and the fact that you could actually see other players that were represented by uh, a tiny little uh, ball of orb, uh, ball of light, uh, that was sort of representative of other players in the game. And with this next update, No Man's Sky Next, uh, they've added sort of a full multiplayer, uh, four players at a time, uh, I guess in a in a lobby or on a server, however you want to call it. And then anybody else you run into after that can still be seen as a, just a, like a ball of light. But you can actually go through and you can explore with people, uh, which is great. You you can switch it into a third person mode, which is a little jarring the first time, uh, but you can fly in a third person uh, mode as well. And it really makes for a, a different experience. Uh, I personally have got it set to where I can fly my ship. Uh, in a third person, no, in a first person, and then I explore on foot in a third person. Uh, so you can actually go through to any space station and sort of create a, a custom look for your for your explorer, your character. Um, you know, different spacesuits and different like races and things like that. And you know, you can see yourself running around. And the graphics also seem to have gotten a, a giant overhaul. Everything seems to look cleaner. Uh, there's more diversity among like vegetation and animal life. Uh, there's ringed planets now. Uh, a, a lot of the the oceans and caves have sort of combined a little bit to where you can see you know there's underwater caves now uh, with a terrain manipulator on your um, on your on your gun. 
or rifle, uh, mine, or whatever you want to call it, uh, you can also do some pretty interesting stuff. Bases, the bases, the uh, ability to build your bases. You can build your bases anywhere without restrictions. You can build them as, you know, as high as you want. I saw a video the other day where somebody just built a base like straight up to the edge of the atmosphere, it looked like, and just jumped off. So that's pretty interesting stuff. And that's, you know, but it's still not a, it's not really a Minecraft. It's not really a Destiny. So don't ever expect that sort of uh, game out of it. But, you know, this is, again, it's it's a huge free update. And the fact that it's, you know, free, no charge, uh, shows the sort of commitment that Sean Murray and, uh, the the team over at Hello Games has really been putting into this game, so I'm pretty impressed with it. And you know, I, I it comes highly recommended now. Like I always enjoyed the game before. Two months ago, if you said, "Hey, what do you think about No Man's Sky?" I would have told you, "Hey, it's fun for a little while. If you like building bases, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it. But if you're just exploring and stuff, you can squeeze about 20 or 30 hours out of it before it just gets too tedious. Uh, if you enjoy the base building and uh, really get into sort of the community events uh, that No Man's Sky, the, the, the small but dedicated player base of No Man's Sky is sort of put together, you know, obviously you can get more life out of it that way. But the average player, you know, I would say plays for 20 or 30 hours and moves on to something else, which is probably about average for a lot of games, especially one like that. So uh, this next update drops and you can't help but sort of be enamored with it. Everything looks better. Everything plays better. Now, it does suck because supposedly a small patch went out today, but pre-small patch, but post-next update uh, in between there. I haven't played it today, but um, there was no way to get your base back, it seemed like. Uh, there was some confusion on how to do that or if it was possible. So basically, the next update really comes across as more of a giant, a reboot of the entire universe so all the planets get reversed or not reversed but all the planets get uh, are, are refreshed and new so if you haven't played in a little while and you were on a paradise planet and now the update comes through and basically resets everything and your base is gone and the planet might be just trash you know it might just be a barren wasteland uh, which has happened before uh, with No Man's Sky as well during, I think, the Foundation update was the same way. So uh, if if you were really attached to what you had before, you know, you you might run into some frustrations now, uh, especially feeling that, I guess, all your hard work and stuff like that has been taken away, which is understandable. I mean, even I had a small base that wasn't fantastic but i you know i had made the the vehicle pad and all that stuff and i was able to you know uh call out my buggy and you know run around whenever i wanted to and i would put no man's sky in and play for an hour or so every so often especially around one of these updates uh and, and now all that's gone and i found myself having to go through and and basically not start from scratch because i had materials and i had uh, credits um but I had to go through and build a base computer and then I thought that once I built the base computer that I would be able to go through and do other things and basically bring my old base back and have my buggy. I found a sweet planet. I got really lucky and basically when I spawned back in after the uh, next update, it was a sweet planet. You know, it had blue vegetation, uh, 
red leaves on the trees, uh, beautiful sunsets, and, you know, really nice lakefront property and things like that. And now the only thing that was bad was these superheated storms would come through every so often. And the Sentinels that were on the planet, which are sort of like international Robocops, uh, they would get a little antsy every time, you know, I, I blew up something around them. Uh, but aside from that, it was a pretty nice place. Uh, and I was all about building my base there or bringing my base back. And, you know, now all the materials are changed, so you kind of have to start over and do some things. And it's a little, even for veteran players, it's a little sort of, uh, I don't know, it's a little alien, I guess. Uh, it's not quite as intuitive as it was. Although overall, I think all the systems that were changed uh, seem to be for the better. Uh, the The multiplayer seems to be uh, okay. You can join multiplayer. Uh, you can try to join somebody else's servers, or you can leave yours open to have somebody join you. Um, you can do this in your saved game, uh, as far as I've seen so far. And like I said, you can have up to four players, and you can just explore a little bit. Um, and it, it really sort of adds like another dimension to a game because you can kind of go all, uh, you, you've got emotes, you can communicate over chat, uh, you can just sort of go all over the place and, you know, there's so much ground to cover in No Man's Sky that it's it's a lot easier when you have a few people. So, and then you get into space and you can do frigates, you can buy uh, these fleets and, and these giant ships and, and trader ships and stuff like that, which is something I unfortunately have never been able to get into. I have never been able to dedicate the time uh, with the exception of early on. And I've, I've been stuck around 3 million, uh, 3.5 million credits. And that get, is not enough to even buy a decent ship uh, in, in No Man's Sky. So money for me still seems to be an issue. I, I have a hard time really dedicating that much time to grinding and, and farming whatever resources there are in the short, you know, one to two hour play sessions that I generally put through on uh, No Man's Sky when I play. But you can't knock it. I mean, it is definitely an improvement. Um, everything that I've seen as far as the 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 online play from people who have had more experience with it than I have and uh, the larger economy as a whole, uh, buying some of these, getting into some of these fleet activities and being able to call frigates and stuff like that in uh, seems to be fairly positive. Although with any, as with any update, especially on a game that is, runs so much on uh, sort of a random generation and is so big and built by such a small team there are have been some some glitches i've noticed some sound glitches on mine especially whenever i engage uh you know my my not hyperdrive but my boost drive or whatever when i'm going between planets or space stations there's a little bit of stuttering and uh some weird uh, playback of of sound um and, but I've seen some people say that there's some issues around the calling in fleets or, or getting buying fleets or something like that. Uh, again, something I haven't really experienced simply because I'm broke in that game. So, uh, in regards to No Man's Sky, that's that's really about it. I mean, that's it's it's definitely worth checking out. Again, it's all free, so if you've already purchased this game uh, and you still have it laying around, then you know there's really no reason to check it out. I'm playing on PlayStation 4, so if you're playing on console, then uh, I guess it's worth noting. I think it's about a 10 gig uh, update. 
there is also, you know, it's available for the first time on Xbox One and the Xbox One X. Uh, so it, it's good that those players over there are able to finally get their hands on uh, really what is equates to be the, the quintessential version, the best version of No Man's Sky in the next update. And of course, PC players, you guys aren't worried about storage space. So you've got your update as well, and you can push it to the max and, you know, again, be getting that sort of the best experience as well. Um, so yeah, No Man's Sky, if you've got it, definitely uh, check it out still. Uh, a couple of other small things that I saw that were kind of cool, I guess, over this week were, um, I saw last night that, uh, what is it, Nintendo, the, the, the Labo, they've got another Labo coming out, uh, so this will be the, what do they call it, Toy-Con 3, and it's a vehicle uh, pack, so you can build uh, like a steering wheel with you know, gas pedals and shifters and things like that, uh, and it looks to have a few sort of uh, vehicle-related games, they look cool, Nothing extraordinary from what I've seen so far, but they're definitely not bad. Uh, they look colorful and stuff. My biggest issue with the, the the Labo... So, I was totally stoked about Labo when they first announced it. I thought it looked great. It's just the sort of thing you want from Nintendo. It's creative. It's out of left field. You know, it's just sort of outside that box, you know. However, at the same time, it's kind of expensive, you know. I mean, the the... 69 to 79 dollar price point is not really something that a lot of people are just going to fork out and honestly i was sort of worried that they were just going to give up on it so to see that they are still announcing uh these labo kits are are great and i don't know i've never thought about it i, I guess it's going to come yeah i guess it comes with its own software uh, so, you know, you'll have that and then you'll have the construction materials in there as well. So, I mean, it looks good if you, if you like driving around and sort of the, the mini games and stuff like that, it doesn't look like it's got that full fledged game experience with it. It definitely looks like, uh, more sort of driving related, uh, video games, uh, mini games, I guess. And then I guess it's worth noting too, that they did add an update for the previous, previous uh labo kit the the variety kit where you can use the uh the motorcycle contraption for mario kart now so that's that's neat i guess i mean it's just like a simple addition that they did uh and then sidetracked uh but the mario kart did get a mario kart 8 did get a a, a small update with some uh breath of the wild themed content which has got uh the the master cycle in there from the the latest Breath of the Wild DLC, uh, so that's that's kind of neat as well. It's good to see that Nintendo is still talking about Mario Kart and keeping Mario Kart sort of involved in the conversation. And you know they're going to need that when there's a lot of people that play Mario Kart online, just like Splatoon. And when their update goes live in September that makes you, it's a $20 fee to do a year's worth of online play and some other stuff, uh, basically kicking off their real sort of pay-for-service online infrastructure, uh, they're going to need something to draw people into that. $20 isn't much compared to especially the, you know, $60 you know, dollars plus of the PlayStation and Xbox. But, uh, you know, it's still, you know, 
it's a it's a big change for Nintendo to sort of go down that route. So um, I'm hoping that uh, maybe if they've planned it out very well, that you know they're going to do some big Splatoon stuff around that time. They're going to add. It would be great to see another D- major DLC for uh, Mario Kart 8. You know, more tracks, more characters, uh, something like that. Uh, maybe even you know you get crazy, but maybe a double dash sort of mode. Uh, as well, would be really great to sort of get people online and and paying for that service. Um, But yeah, off topic, back to the Labo, you know, there seemed to still be supporting it. I was worried that they were going to get super hard to find. Uh, I have yet to actually purchase any of them. Uh, It's also a situation of just no space. I don't, I live in a relatively small apartment at the moment, and it's almost impossible to, I've got too much game crap sitting around as it stands anyway, as I sit in my office looking around at it now, it's just too much. Um, and I don't have anywhere to put the Labo. If I bought Labo right now, it would just sit there, like, unopened. And that's not really, you know, what you want. Um, but I am sort of worried about it just getting out of fashion, I guess, and getting hard to get. So, um, I guess it's just worth keeping an eye out uh, on the Labo stuff. I'm, I'm glad it's still being supported i'm glad it's still being implemented and you know definitely worth checking out i would say um let's see i'm scrolling through right now to see if i'd taken any more notes about stuff i'll talk about i guess sort of what i'm excited about uh you know coming up so like i said there's all sorts of stuff coming out uh you know you had uh you got a couple of times during the year that things get a little nuts. That game releases just get crazy. There's a big game release every week or so, you know, and uh, you know, going into the holiday season, it's definitely like that as well. So it's uh, it's a situation to where you just kind of have to pick and choose your priorities. And sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's not. And uh, this year my priorities are really kind of around uh, Fallout, Darksiders, and, you know, a few other smaller titles here and there. And I do most of my pre-orders through Amazon these days. I don't, I don't do much in the, in the other stores, but, um, I'm going to go through my list real quick and sort of see what I got. So, uh, in September, uh, the Spider-Man game for PS4 is coming out. So I've got a original, uh, PlayStation 4 system. Uh, it was, I think, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 themed. It's ugly and orange. And I picked that up because it had uh, the bigger hard drive in it, the one terabyte hard drive. And it's it makes a lot of noise. It's still holding up just fine. But it's about time to upgrade. So I have been looking for PS4 Pros uh, for a long time, even though I don't have the television to really take full advantage of it. I figured I would go ahead and upgrade at some point in time the next time a deal came around i should have bought the god of war system uh themed playstation 4 pro system but i didn't foolish on my part uh but at the same time on the flip side it was good because uh they just recently announced the a spider-man uh playstation 4 pro uh one terabyte uh edition so that marvel spider-man on the playstation 4 looks to be an incredible game 
I'm really excited about that one. And if I can get this sweet red PlayStation uh, with the Spider-Man symbol sort of uh, embossed on top, then I'm totally down for that as well with a pretty sweet red controller. So uh, I, I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I didn't buy the God of War. I'm glad I didn't buy the white PS4. Uh, I'm pretty happy about this one. And everybody seems excited about it. So that comes out September, first week of September. Uh, I think I've got a couple of remaster things coming out in August that I'm picking up. The Yakuza 2 uh, and the Shinmu 1 and 2 sort of uh, remastered versions are coming out. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about those. Those come out in August. Uh, Spider-Man in September, pretty excited about that. Uh, we move on to October. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Uh, I'm picking this up on the Nintendo Switch. This is another one of those. It's a space shooter. It, it almost looks like Destiny meets... No Man's Sky sort of thing, uh, but you use uh, toys. It's like a toys to life thing, and you use uh, different toys to build ships, and you can build different ships, and you attach it to your controller, and it basically scans into the game. So however you manipulate these these toy pieces uh, will be your sort of ship uh, and weaponry and stuff like that in the game. So uh, a lot of people are probably going to sleep on this one, but I think it's actually going to be a pretty neat thing. I am buying it on the Nintendo Switch because uh, it has the Star Fox. You can play through the whole game as Star Fox and then X-Wing and stuff. Not X-Wing. Y-Wing. Fox-Wing. I don't remember what they're called. But, uh, you know, it's got a pretty sweet Star Fox looking toy in there. Uh, it, so if nothing else, you know, that's what you're going to get. But it does look like a, a pretty good game. So uh, I'm excited to give that one a shot. Um, but that one comes out in October, October 16th. Um, and then you start getting into November In November, we've got two and really that's fallout 76 and the dark siders three. And these are two games that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, especially the dark siders, dark siders one and two are kind of like Zelda games meets God of war or something like that. They're third person action games. Uh, I was a big fan of the first one when it came out. So I definitely picked up Darksiders 2 when it was first released and had a really great time with it. And they've gone on to remaster uh, both of those games a couple of times. And the company that did those originally, uh, Nordic, uh, they, you know, not Nordic. What was it? Oh my gosh. Well, the, you know, they, they had some behind the scenes uh, stuff go down and I, I feel bad that I, can't remember the names but basically they were you know the property got was sort of thrown in a limbo uh was picked up and formed uh there was a company called uh thq nordic was formed thq nordic uh was for, sort of formed and some of that uh you know you've got gunfire games that is uh, made up of a lot of the original developers of um of the darksiders games so uh, darksiders 3 looks looks legit man like it really does if it's not on your radar it probably should be uh if you enjoyed something like god of war or something like that uh even bayonetta i think uh, i think this darksiders game is going to be cool and there's multiple versions of it so it looks it looks legit there's a good collector's edition there's a a giant uh apocalypse edition uh which comes with some uh, really pretty sweet figures statue collectibles so i think that's going to be cool and then you've got uh, that comes out November 24th, 27th, uh, and then uh, er, a couple of weeks earlier, Fallout 76 comes out, uh, and they put out a pretty sweet edition as well. 
uh, power armor edition that has the the power armor helmet uh, and supposedly it lights up and it comes with a bag and some little army men and uh, sort of glow in the dark map. I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm more excited about the game. Fallout has always been a great game, a great series, uh, but it's one that I've never like really just jumped into and lost myself into. Uh, this one is going to be full online uh, cooperative. You can still go the lonely route and play by yourself and everything, uh, but it's also going to be, you know, uh, cooperative and then you can form teams and you can uh, explore with other people and uh, you know you can go through and you can sort of conspire against other towns and you can go find nukes and nuke other towns and then uh, build up your armor to sort of resist radiation and go in and loot uh, you know the town that you just nuked and uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty excited about it it's going to be a good game there's some people that are upset but uh, the fact that it's not an offline uh solely single player experience but uh, i think that the direction that they're going is allowing them to be pretty versatile with what they've got going on and um, i'm pretty excited sort of uh in the long run with it so yeah just faith in bethesda there uh with that one and i think we're all going to be we're all going to be okay but like i said there's a lot of stuff coming out uh you know let me know if if there's anything that you're looking forward to uh, that you've got on pre-order for the fall or for the holiday season. There's a lot of people that are going to be down for like Smash Brothers Ultimate. And, uh, you know, I just know there's a slew of titles coming out. Uh, but these are just a couple of the things that I have felt confident in pre-ordering and that I'm excited about. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be more stuff announced even uh, between now and then. There's also the, the Destiny uh, Forsaken expansion, which I'm still a sucker for Destiny. I still play it. I don't know why sometimes, but, you know, I still do. Uh, that comes out in September as well, so I haven't actually pre-ordered that yet, but at some point in time I will, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, everybody's got different tastes. Let me know what you're into um, and, and what you're even playing right now. My time is pretty much tied between uh, Octopath Traveler, uh, which came out for the Nintendo Switch recently, uh, No Man's Sky, of course, as I mentioned as well, and uh, Fighting EX Layer. Uh, which is a great fighting game that's uh, from the creators of the the EX series, the Street Fighter EX uh, series that was on the original PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Uh, it was sort of a 3D uh, Street Fighter game before there was a street, 3D Street Fighter game. So, uh, But that just got an update too. It's got a full arcade mode, uh, great characters, uh, great art design, and uh, some pretty competitive play online. So... So yeah, that's sort of my situation right now. Uh, I've also re- recently launched a, an, an Instagram account called at Button Masher Chat. So uh, if you want to go visit that one, you can. Uh, I just sort of post videos. Well, not so many videos, but I just sort of post pictures and sort of captions and stories behind uh, some of the stuff I've collected over the years. Uh, I don't have one of these giant extensive collections, but... You know, I've got everything from, uh, you know, Atari stuff to Saturn stuff to, you know, all the Nintendo stuff, you know, PS2. I've got I got quite a bit of stuff, and I think I've got some pretty interesting stories behind some of it. And, uh, you know, that's what you get when you work in uh, video game retail for, uh, you know, 15 years. You you just acquire stuff. Everything from, from games to pre-order bonuses to uh, just promotional materials and you know, I just figured it would be cool to put an account out and post it up and just sort of see 
what the response has been. And, you know, it's it's cool to just find like-minded people to talk to about that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's been cool so far. So, uh, is there anything else that I feel like talking about right now? I don't think that there is. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty content. So, uh, who knows when the next time I'll post again is. It would be great to uh, keep doing this on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. I think twice a month is probably something that I should shoot for. And then, uh, we'll see how that goes and see how the response is. And, uh, hopefully I can just sort of keep posting. Uh, my Twitter is at the old Ronin. Uh, Instagram of course is at button masher chat. And I do have a YouTube, uh, at the old Ronin and same thing for Twitch at the old Ronin. Uh, and really, my YouTube consists of basically past streaming. I'll get on and I'll stream uh, some weird game for whatever it is and then uh, just post up the, the footage on my YouTube account. I haven't really been on the YouTube train this as much. It's kind of a wonky, wonky thing they've got over there. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to stick to the the podcasting, the Instagramming, and the, the tweeting. And I'm pretty content with that uh, as I finish up school and enter into other professional endeavors, I guess. So let me know what you think. Give me a like, give me a subscribe, uh, share with your friends if you find any of this interesting. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you. If you've made it through the entire, what are we at as far as recording goes? We are damn near at 30 minutes. So if you've made it through the the whole 30 minutes, uh, you're a champion and I appreciate you. Uh, you know, listening to me. And like I said, if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to post them. Uh, get at me on Twitter, get at me on Instagram or, you know, through SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you like to listen. Uh, and, you know, if you do, I'll go through and I'll pick out the best ones and hopefully talk about it next time. So any sort of feedback is something I thrive on and uh, definitely need. So, Thanks again for listening. Everybody take care. And until next time, you've been listening to Button Masher Chat, and we'll catch up with you soon. Take care, everybody.